Hi guys and welcome back to You're So Rude. Today, um, I guess we're going to be talking about like self-care. Taking care of yourself and I think most of people's focus when they say self-care tends to be with their mental health because I feel like that's what a lot of people neglect. Um, and you know, they kind of make sure they're doing well physically for the most part, but don't really take the time to check in with themselves and make sure they're all, you know, emotionally there and taking care of those needs is really important. So we thought we would talk about a couple of ways, I think, especially with quarantine that maybe we've been trying to make that a priority. Um, I think we were just going to try to go over some ways that we've been trying to focus on, I guess, taking care of ourselves so that, um, like, during this quarantine time, especially when everything's kind of crazy, you know, you have to still go through your schedules of, like, work and school, and you need to make sure you're not burning yourself out while you're doing that. Yeah, um, so... I guess first we could go through some of the things that we do personally to take care of ourselves and our, like, mental health, physical health, things like that. Um, so I was actually just telling Sam, um, I went on my usual walk at 6 a.m. Um, every day, my dad and I, we go on a walk with our neighbor, um, and he has six corgis so we take three of them out for a walk every morning at 6 a.m wait are those dogs yeah oh that's nice i don't really know dog names okay um yeah so we take three dogs out for a walk every morning and we walk about like four miles so that's like the first thing i do in the morning to like take care of myself and I think like for a few years I was in therapy but now like I'm not actively in therapy so being with these dogs every morning and being outside has kind of like replaced that I guess um and starting my day with something so happy because these dogs just love being outside and going on the walks so starting the day with something so happy is so nice and I like take a minute before we start to like play with the dog a little bit so that's I love that for myself um so I start the day like that and I journal a lot um And it's not, like, a dear diary kind of thing every night. It's just, like, whenever I feel like I need to get something off my head, off my mind, I'll, like, grab a notebook and just kind of write things out. Um, Because I've always found that, like, I'm better with writing words than speaking them. Um, And I can actually take the time to think about what I want to say when I'm writing them rather than when I'm speaking them. Um... So, and one thing I actually, like, do a lot is I write letters to people, um, because I attach feelings to people, and so if I'm, like, going through it, it's usually because of the way that, like, a relationship with somebody is gone. So I'll write a letter, and that is really a way that I can cope with 
different feelings. And Sam actually asked me to write her a letter. Um, and... Yeah, I actually, okay, I looked up Corgi when you were talking about it, and they look like loaves of bread. I really like this dog. They do, they literally look like loaves of bread. It's so funny. And their feet are so little. But yeah, when you said the last thing, I couldn't help but think about, back, was this back in my senior year of high school? Yeah. And... I think I wanted you to write me a letter for graduation. I wanted her to write basically like I think she explained like she it's a really great way for her to get um you know stuff off of her mind and like what it's about a specific person. I feel like that's usually a really good way is to like if you wrote a letter to them and so that's what she does. And so I was just like, hey, I want you for my graduation present. I want you to write me a really juicy letter with all of the awful things that I've done so that I can read it. And she was just like, no. And then I was like, yes. And then I kind of forced her to do it. But then the letter was nice. So Yeah, because like Sam and I have, we like don't fight. Um, I think we've. We've just been together. Oh, my God. This sounds like we're in a relationship. But we've just been together for so long that, I don't know. I think that the major reasons why, like, friends get into arguments are, like, they're not small, right? But it's, like, it's usually because you don't really get why someone's doing something. And, like, I think we've we've been together for so long that we kind of just get it for the most part. And then if we don't, then we just kind of ask the other person. And then it's usually just like, oh, okay. Yeah, I think, like, the extent of anything is just, like, us telling each other, oh, my God, you're such an idiot for doing this. But, like, no matter what decisions either of us make, we're like, okay, yeah, you're being dumb about it, but I'll still, like, stand by your side for it. I'll still be there to support whatever dumb decisions you're making, but we don't fight, so I didn't have anything horrible to write in this letter, and I think it ended up actually being me just telling her how much I appreciated her. I know, I was just like, girl, you were supposed to write some spicy things in this, but <laughs> it was very nice. Um, I was just, when you said uh, how we, like, always say, oh, like, you're stupid for this, but I'll support you, it just reminds me of, like, sometimes Cobb will, like, text me, and she'll give me, like, a hypothetical scenario, and sometimes <laughs> it's true. So it's, like, sometimes something that she's actually done, and she's just letting me know, like, hey, what would you think if I did this? But sometimes <laughs> it's not, and so you honestly never know. <laughs> like, you don't know if she's telling the truth or not. And I used to get really, like, I feel like I used to get really, like, I don't know, like, hype over it, and I used to make it a big deal, because I'd be like, oh, my God, you did this? But now I literally am, like, well, that's interesting. I wouldn't be surprised. Let me know if you actually did it. <laughs> I recently texted her because um, I saw this TikTok that was like, text your best friend and tell them that you got back with your ex. And I texted Sam and I was like, what would you say if this happened? And she was like, well, 
I mean, I wouldn't be surprised, but I'd also want to want to know why and all these things. But I was like, that was not as juicy of an answer as I was hoping to get, because on the TikTok, the girl's best friend, she was like, um, oh girl, you best not have, like, I'm gonna kill you, I'm gonna kill him, you know, all these things, so, yeah, not as juicy of an answer as I was wanting, but I was like, well, it's really like, it's really like we've been married for 50 years or something, yeah, it's just not, our conversations are just so boring now, (laughs) (laughs) and now we're making our podcast so boring, but it's fine, I know, so what else were you saying? You were, like, talking about, um, you know, taking walks. You were talking about the letters and journaling. Um, And uh, another thing I do, I am very much an introvert, and I get very overwhelmed with, like, social interaction and people quite often. Um, so I'll, like, whether it's a few hours, a day, a few days, whatever, I always need some time to be completely alone. Like, not talk to anybody, just stay in my room so I can recharge. And I've noticed that that really helps me. But, Sam, I feel like you're more extroverted. So, I I guess you wouldn't really, like, need that. But I feel like everybody needs a bit of a recharge. Yeah, I'm definitely extroverted, and so my thing is, like, I get a lot of energy from being around people, um, but I, you know, I think you're right, everyone needs time to, like, chill on their own. I think that I do, and for me, that time is really just sleeping, because I, like, have been really bad about a sleeping schedule for the past couple of years, like, with school, I just kind of sometimes sleep whenever, Um, And I think for me that time is, like, I don't need a ton of time to, like, recharge by myself because after I'm, like, well-rested, I'm, like, oh, I want to just hang out with my friends. But for me, that might look like, you know, let's recharge and not go out and let's just stay in together versus, like, let's go out and do something. So that's, like, usually how I like to, I don't know. I gotcha. That makes sense. Like, yeah, I still yeah. like to be around people. I think I don't I don't really, like, it makes me feel better, I think, to be around people versus, like, when I'm just chilling by myself. Because I get, I get bored <laughs> really easily. <laughs> um. So outside of, like, recharging by staying in, what are some things that you do to take care of yourself and your mental health? Yeah, so I, um... I think especially during um, COVID, like, I've, I've tried to kind of make sure I'm I'm all there because I feel like it gets, I mean, I think everyone's gotten really, really stressed out, you know, based on having to balance their regular routine and then also, like, whatever they have to do at home and stuff like that. And I think I've never... Honestly, I don't think I've ever prioritized my own, like, mental health, really. Um, I've never just been really good about it. I just kind of, like, push it to the side, and I'm like, okay, like, I'm sure I'm doing fine. Um, But, like, my biggest stressor is always school. (laughs) Um, And so I just, like, I, I, like, I 
think during COVID, it was like especially bad because I was just like, I don't really know how to set a routine well because I was at home. And, you know, when you're at home, I think you just want to have fun or you just want to like relax. And then I got into this habit of like, I don't know, like just thinking that I was on break and then not being able to productively do anything. And then I felt very like out of control with things a lot and I just wasn't really able I think at the beginning of quarantine like it was like that was when it was fun right but it was also like probably the hardest for me to try to balance everything because I didn't have a routine and I wasn't like even motivated to really do anything um And I also hated, like, I started to feel, like, kind of trapped by staying at home and, like, not being able to go out or anything. Like, I feel most people did. But I think that one of the best ways to – so I think walks are really important. I tried to take walks um, pretty regularly, but I think um, also just exercising in any way, like, light exercise is really good for you. I'm not the best about it at all, but I know that it's – a really great stress reliever for a lot of people. Um, so like if you have access to a gym or you're able to go on a treadmill, do that or just take a walk around your neighborhood. I mean, or in your backyard, I kind of have stuck to the backyard pretty much. Um, cause I didn't want to be around, <laughs> around my neighbor. Um, but I think recently, uh, in one of my classes, we actually had one of the psychiatrists at our school like talked to us about taking care of ourselves because I think everyone's just been like I don't really know how to do that and I'm just going to deal with it later um but we really we talked about like managing our routine so there's a lot of things right now that we can't control and I really have a tendency to worry about things that I can't take care of um and usually I just like I'm always thinking about it, but I just push it out of my head for a minute. But I think I really tried during quarantine to realize, like, there's so much that I can't do. Or, like, even with wearing masks, I used to get – I mean, I still get very upset when I, like, hear about people not wearing them. But I just, like – I remember that, like, I'm only able to control myself. Like, I can't control the numbers I see on a screen. I can't control the fact that, like – people around the world might not be taking it seriously like across the country like if I see numbers in like a random state and I'm like why aren't they doing anything about it it's just like you know I think there's just a lot that people don't have direct power over and so you like just trying to think about what you can take care of um which is if you're able to like try to make somewhat of an a simple daily routine that you can try to stick to like waking up around the same time going to sleep around the same time or at least getting like a regular amount of sleep and then I don't know just consuming reliable television (laughs) and you know taking in your news from reliable news sources um I think taking you know getting regular updates is really important but I also like get easily overwhelmed by things when it comes to like news and bad news specifically and so I've tried to I used to literally look up COVID I mean this is definitely really based around COVID because I I think that 
in a way, this is probably the most I've ever really cared about how my emotions are doing, which sounds really bad, but it's just like, I was just honestly never the best about taking care of that. Um, and I just kind of just, you know, assumed that everything like has a way of working itself out and I would never really address things. But anyways, um, I we used to look up COVID on Google, I think about every 10 minutes, oh like God. once. And I think most people were like looking it up aggressively, but like I, since March, like I would be on my computer and there's one tab that always says COVID. I would refresh it every 10 minutes because I wanted to like be aware of what was going on. Like most people. <laughs> oh my God, sorry. I choked. Um, but it just like, it was a lot. And then I was looking at like every single article that I would find and they were all just like from, from random news sites and stuff. And it would be like a lot of random things. So I don't really know if any of what I'm saying is very helpful. I think I'm just talking about the ways that I stressed myself out more than <laughs> took care of myself. But what I'm trying to say is don't do these things because these things are going to overwhelm you. Um, so I I know it's also harder. At least it's been harder for me to try to check in with other people because I've just felt like, oh, everyone's got – things going on. I've got things going on. Maybe I'll occasionally be like, hey, like, how are you doing? Let's FaceTime or something. Um, And I think for most people that's worked well. But I would say, you know, if you have like different friends that are in different places or family in different places, checking in with them even occasionally is really good. Like having a conversation every once in a while and just like talking about things that make both of you happy is really nice. Like, it makes you feel good. It takes your mind off of things. Um, and if, you know, checking in with them more regularly, I think that Kav has, like, you know, a couple of people that you probably, have, like, maybe talk to on a weekly basis or something like that. If that's something that works for both of you, then that's great, too. Um, I – this is kind of goofy, so I don't know if I should say it. But I – okay. I, like – always used to write down things that I was grateful for before I went to sleep, maybe like three things or like close my eyes and think about like, okay, what's going on right now? Like what, what I'm grateful for. This is always before bed because I was just like, I thought this was too weird to do in public. Um, but I don't know. I think that right now during these interesting times. I felt like that's actually really helped me feel a lot better about the things that I can't control versus the things that I I can and the things that I'm grateful for. Um, I haven't got around to reading a lot of books, but I know a lot of friends that have really gotten lost in the world of books recently, and it's made them feel a lot better. Uh, yeah, I just, I think also one thing is I'm very religious and so I also, like, I'm Muslim, and so we pray pretty regularly. I don't know why I'm laughing. It's not funny. But we <laughs> pray, like, five times a day, dude. So it's just, like, I think if you are spiritual or religious or even, like, I don't know, connecting with a higher power or not, connecting with the universe or something like that, like, is really good for you to realize, like, you're one person. You're small but mighty, but you're just one person in this vast universe. And somehow that's kind of comforting it might make you feel more uncomfortable. I don't know. It's just to each their own. But uh, I know I've just said a lot of things, and I don't know if any of them are really worth unpacking. But 
There's all of that. I just unloaded all of the COVID garbage on you. No, I think those are all really good points. And like, if, if you are religious, like take some time to say some prayers. And then like, I don't think the part about like, writing down the things that you're grateful for I don't think that's goofy I think that's a really good tactic because that can help you like sit down and realize like these are the really positive great things that I have in my life and that can really help to ground you um I used to do that but I just like when I was struggling with seeing the positives in life that's when I did it and it really helped me to realize like not everything sucks but and yeah. these are the things that I can be incredibly grateful for, like my family and like my friends. And me. Right. <laughs> um, what are some are there any things that you have either wanted to try that didn't work for you or things that you want to try in the future in terms of self care? Yeah, I think so last year I was really on this mindfulness kick and I would like try really hard to wake up in the morning and like do like five or 10 minutes of just like meditating. And basically, I guess the, pra- the practice of mindfulness is like making yourself aware that you're just in the present moment, like being fully into it, right? Like nothing else really matters, just you where you are right now to try to calm yourself down. Um, and I really, really wanted to, to like practice this regularly but I just, like, could never get my mind to, like, really just focus. And so that's one thing I really want to try again. And I want to try to be better about it because, I mean, like, everybody that I've talked to that has done it or, like, does this regularly, like, they really enjoy it. And it helps set the tone for a good day. So um, there's that. I can't really think of anything else. I mean, I want to try to exercise regularly, and that's just also, like, a fitness goal, But and eat well. But I think those are also good things for your brain, like regular exercise and a balanced diet. Yeah, um, for sure. But, yeah, those are, I mean, I think also, like, when you're eating well, too, like, you feel a lot better. That's another thing I didn't mention. I have a tendency to eat a lot of junk food, um, but it's like that food also doesn't make you feel good. Right. And so I think I got into also that slobby habit of eating all the chips around the house. And then I would be like, oh, why do why does my stomach hurt? Why do I feel sad? (laughs) It's because I ate Doritos and whipped cream. Together? Not together. Okay. (laughs) No, not together. I think like eating junk food is one of those things. What about you? Before I get into that, I think eating junk food is one of those things where it's like it feels really good in the moment. And then once you like realize it's like oh man why did I do that and I definitely struggle with that because I'm like man I'm really craving like this unhealthy food I'm gonna eat it and it's gonna gonna make me feel so much better um and I'll eat it I'll be like that didn't help me at all especially like around my period I always bake a tray of brownies for me and my family and I'll because brownies always make me feel better, and then I'll eat some brownies on my period, and I'll be like, this didn't make me feel better, but it worked for the moment, um, but anyway, things that I have tried or want to try, I think for a moment, I was like, I'm gonna try to, like, take baths, like, people say that baths really help them, 
But I just, like, couldn't get into it. I, like, bought a couple of bath bombs, and I still have two more. But I just, like, didn't really have a good time. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, like, had a book and was reading, but I was just, like, I'd rather be in, like, my bed or on a chair with a blanket when I'm reading. Um, another thing that, I don't think there's anything else that I've tried and didn't, like, actually turn into a routine, but things that I'd like to try in the future, um, I think, like, making meditation a part of my routine would help, um, I have started, like, saying a prayer every night before I'm in bed. So, like, well, when I'm in bed before I'm about to fall asleep, I'll, like, say a prayer or two, and that helps, like, relax me and gets me ready for bed. Um, but I think meditation in the morning and before bed, I think that's something I want to start at some point. I think also something that I need to do is get back into therapy because this was the, I think it's really funny that, okay, so I was in therapy for three years, the first three years of college, and then I chose the semester during COVID, law school applications, and all these, all this other nonsense to be the first semester I'm not in therapy. <laughs> like, bad decisions were made. Was it? Like, why did you decide that? Was it just because, like, it just, you just never made another appointment and then you never got around to it? Or did you, like, consciously feel like, okay, this semester I'm not going to? My therapist, like, the one that I've been seeing for the last three years, he stopped working at the university and he um, now works somewhere else. And he was like, I can help you find somebody else if you want to. But my thing was, like, I spent the last three years with one person who knows me so well, but it took so long for me to open up to him. And, I mean, I have probably a year left in this town, and I don't know how much it would benefit me to start fresh with a new therapist with one year left in, in like, at home. And... At first, like, that made sense to me, but now I'm like, when will therapy ever be this cheap again? Because it's through the university, so it's, like, $10 a session. Um, so I'm thinking I might start that up again next semester because they're not doing any more sessions for this semester. Um, so I guess that's one thing that I'd probably yeah, I, add back I, to my routine. I that's it one thing though I feel like everyone that I know that goes to therapy pretty regularly um really likes it and I think I would like to try that I feel like everyone has a lot going on in their lives and it's like having someone objective to talk to is really nice um I think I've gotten better to talking to people about my like about how I feel I know this is really like kind of veering off topic but um I just, like, it's interesting because I always tell people to talk about their feelings, but I think even when I was, like, friends with Cobb, like, earlier in our friendship, I feel like I, I'm just more comfortable in the giving advice zone versus, like, 
my own feelings zone, but it's, I think I've gotten kind of better about that. And I like am able to just talk about things that bother me, but I think it's still a lot more difficult for me to do that with people that I'm close to because I just don't want, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't want people to be like, oh, wow, look at this. It's really a bad way of thinking, but I don't know. I feel like having someone that is just, like, doesn't really know you on a personal level is really nice. And so it, like, it helps you look at things from a different perspective. So, yeah, I, know, I see, I see what you're my, saying. It did used to, I remember the first, like, couple years of our friendship, it did bug me that I would, like, talk about how I'm feeling all the time, and then I'd be like, how are you doing? And you'd just be like, I'm fine. I'm like, no, I need more than that. (laughs) I think yesterday I also said something like that. I was like, yeah, I'm Gucci living. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I'm like, we're in a pandemic. No, you're not. Just, like, are you okay? Um, I, okay, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this or not, but I love how half of the podcast is just us being like, I don't know if this is okay, but, um, so yesterday night, Kav was telling me about, so you know how we were saying earlier, like, you know, everyone's schedule's been kind of, like, messed up, so, like, don't beat yourself up about it, it's really hard, and Kav was telling me yesterday about how she actually, like, I don't know how to phrase this. She had to study for her LSAT. And so she had to obviously take some time for it. And then, like, she told people that. But someone was just like, actually, no, I don't think we can keep any of that. No, I want you to say it. I just, like, okay, I think that this is, it's a really important time to prioritize yourself And, yeah, very, like, work hard to maintain your relationships, but I also think, like, cut yourself some slack and cut those around you some slack because, you know, people have to be back home with their families. And I'm not trying to make that sound like a bad thing, but it's, like, not everyone's life looks the same as yours. And so when people are kind of trying to balance things, it might be hard for them to, like, talk to you every day if that's something that you're used to and I think you guys should communicate that if you haven't already but if the other person needs time just in general but especially if they need time to do things like study for a standardized test (laughs) um I think you should cut them some slack and realize that you know they're they're coming from a good place and like they obviously care about you enough to let you know about that I'm just saying that not trying to sound shady it just reminded me of that because I think Cobb is really good about communicating that like when she's like gonna go off the grid at least she tells people that she's gonna do it I just have never taken my phone off of do not disturb since 2014 so (laughs) um but yeah I think she told some people and most people were like yeah obviously like you need to take time to study and some people were just like no (laughs) (laughs) yeah that happened um and I was like well if you can't respect that I'm taking this really hard test that is completely destroying who I am as a person then um maybe there's a different issue at hand (laughs) yeah and I think that's also a really like that's a really smart move is to just be like yeah I mean this person is not able to respect that um 
and I guess that's another part of taking care of yourself is like keeping good people around and not so great people not around. Um, but I feel like that's also like a slightly different topic, but I don't know. I think relationships change a lot during quarantine too. So, I mean, if something is not really in your favor or it's not really good for you, maybe it's not the relationship for you. Yeah. I think the people that you surround yourself with definitely have an effect on you and your mental health. So having Mm -hmm. people around you that you know love and care about you and care about your well-being definitely helps. I have spent the I like my freshman year, I had a lot of people in my life that ended up not having the best intentions. And that I realize now I was unhappy in those friendships and I just like as a person was unhappy because I was I was surrounded by people who just who like gave off a bad environment I guess and now that those people are no longer in my life I'm much happier and obviously at the time that these friendships ended I was really bummed out about it but now I've realized that I'm much better off I'm much happier and so it show it goes to show that like the people in your life genuinely play a part in your mental health. I now have people that I am confident love me and care about me and I am so happy with my social circle. Yeah, and I think like those are the people that when you are going through a difficult time or like if you need like motivation or something, they're going to be your support system, right? And like if you've got people there that aren't really in it to support you how's that helping you exactly yeah so I don't know I think it's like actually I don't remember what I was gonna say this is what I was saying you guys I don't remember I sometimes don't remember what I was starting off with my my talking skills have just really taken a hit it's a really good thing that none of these are live Oh my goodness, yeah, that would be, we would probably say a lot about other people. That sounds so bad. We don't talk smack about people, but just like things from our daily life that we realize maybe might be too spicy to to say on the podcast. Oh yeah, the episode about quarantine, I had to cut out so much because we, it's not that we were like talking badly about people, it's that we were talking about like different about, situations. About like relationships. Yeah, and th- those are things that we just like yeah. don't need on the podcast and that we're just like not ready to have public. And that's usually how it is with all of our episodes, especially the one with my sister and my cousins. There were so many parts that I needed to edit out um because we like name dropped a lot during that episode and we had like a live listening party the four of us and as we were listening we'd be like oh that's the part where I talked about this person that's the part where I talked about this person and it was so funny but like there's just so much that we don't actually have on the final cut that's so funny it's like 
some of that stuff, it's just better to not put out into the world forever. So Yeah, we don't need to air our dirty laundry. Not that I have any dirty laundry. <laughs> Shut up. I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, literally yesterday's episode, and when I say that I was talking to Kav yesterday, it's because we were going to record that episode, and then it turned into me asking her about her relationships, <laughs> and then I was like, let's just cap it there and tell me how that's going. Yeah, it was, I don't really know how it turned into that, but we, like, recorded enough for an episode, and then all of a sudden it turned into... Sam asking me where things stand in certain relationships, and I was like, um, maybe we should do an outro, stop recording, and then we can get into that, because I was not about to edit an episode and re-listen to everything that I was about to say. Yeah. Wait, so, okay, this is, like, going back to the self-care things, but how did you find, like, because obviously you studied for the LSAT during the pandemic and also applied to law school. Like, how did you find setting a routine? And, like, how did that go? And were you, did you feel like it was a lot harder? Did you feel like you were able to stick to it? Like, how did that go? So I took the LSAT twice and I had different routines for both of them. For the first Mm -hmm. one, I studied for like three months and I had like a daily schedule of things that I was going to study. And so I used the Power Square Bibles and I split my days by chapter. So every day I'd read a new chapter and do some practice questions And so that, like, kept me on schedule Um, and seeing what I had to do every single day was helpful. But then the second time around, I got my score on July 30th and my test was October 3rd. So I had, um, like, two months after that to study and... I basically just, I used Seven Sage after that, and I basically just went went through the core curriculum with as much as I could, and because, like, at that point, I knew my problem areas, so I just, like, spent a lot of time in my problem areas and then did a general overview in the last couple of weeks, and I drilled a lot. So I had less of a schedule the second time around, but I had more motivation because I knew what my goal was after that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So did you think, like, it was hard to maintain that schedule, or I guess, like, harder because you are, like, at home and you can't, like, really, like, go out and study or, like, maybe it was, was it distracting being at home? Absolutely. Because my sister was home the first part of quarantine and like she hasn't lived at home for the last seven years. So to have her home for a couple of months, all I wanted to do was like hang out with her, but obviously I needed to study. So it was really hard the first couple of months. So she was home from April to mid-June and that time, in that time, I had a really hard time studying, and then I worked orientation 
and that was all before my test. So it was really hard to stay focused because there were so many other things to do and so many people I like wanted to see and spend time with. But mm-hmm. it was also like part of that motivation came from the fact that like I have to send in my applications before Thanksgiving and in order to do that I have to have a good LSAT score. So it's just like reminding myself constantly that I have to do well and that's and like having that in the back of my mind always grounded me to be like okay I need to set aside some time. I can go out and do these things but I need to study first. So do you think like that was the biggest thing was still planning out your schedule in a way that allowed you to relax um but still get everything done like kind of kept you on track yeah um I had to schedule times for study breaks and I would study earlier in the day that way I could have like the last few hours to relax and clear my mind because I get really overwhelmed when I study for too long and I like fr- mm-hmm. end up frying my brain um and the second time I was taking the test I also had like school so it got kind of hard to balance whether I should study for the LSAT first or do school work first so that was difficult but yeah. I mean I sent in my application so it worked out somehow And I hope it all goes well. We're confident. We are confident. Yeah. So I think we could also kind of talk about, um, I feel like we both are obviously students. And so I think one of the biggest stressors we talked about before was school in general. So like, how did you go about um, kind of taking care of your stress in school before the pandemic? Oh. Um, Well, before the pandemic, I was regularly in therapy, so that really helped. Um, Mm -hmm. And um, I guess I always, like, had somebody as a sounding board if I needed to, like, talk through something. But I also always, like, get kind of scared that I'm, like, pushing my problems onto somebody. So I did have an issue with, like, bottling things up when I didn't want to bother people if it was, like, something more serious happening. And eventually, I, like, when I bottle things up, eventually it, like, all comes out at once. And so that's something that I, like, needed to work on. But also, like, I find crying very therapeutic, so I cried regularly. (laughs) Yeah. Not, like, on purpose. I just, like, am very emotional, and I cry a lot, and that, like, sounds so sad, but it, like, helps to get out a quick cry. No, it makes sense. I, like, I'm also very sensitive, but I never used to cry as much as I do now. Um, and I think my crying is more sad. Like, I hate that I cry so easily. But sometimes it's nice, right? Like, in the shower. I mean, I'm not trying to tell you guys that I, I cry every time I'm in the shower. But, um, sometimes it's good to just let it out. Yeah. Yeah. 
I like I like cry with every emotion. When I'm angry, I cry. When I'm sad, I cry. When I'm happy, I cry. And it's like oh, really it's, annoying. It's easier for me to cry when I'm happy. Like happy tears are the best. That like doesn't make sense to me. It's just like you're overcome with emotion, you know, and you're like so like wow, this is so nice. Maybe I've just never been that happy. <laughs> Oh my god, that's a different topic. <laughs> Do you want to actually tell us how you're doing then? No. Uh, live on the podcast? Me, I start crying again. <laughs> but it's like we won't know what the emotion is, right? Like, are you happy or are you sad? They will probably be sad tears, but you're not going to find out because I'm not going to get into that. Oh wow. Is there something I should know? No, I'm just sad. I'm just a sad person. I feel like this is, like, really always how our conversations go. Yeah, this is exactly why we had to cut the podcast last night. Yeah, because she was just like, yeah, I'm sad. And I was like, okay. (laughs) I'm fine. I really Uh, am fine. Yeah. I just think it's important to... I don't know, I think a routine is so important. Like, even slightly. I think for some people being super strict and structured about like I'm gonna spend one hour doing this and then one hour doing that is really hard and it's more of like an overwhelming thing and if you're that kind of person then just make a routine of like let's try to wake up around the same time and let's try to do schoolwork in the morning or schoolwork in the evening and then eat at all these regular times so that you can like stay on top of your work um I really like the strict schedule but choking you guys I think I'm having some trouble um But when it comes to, like, final studying or studying for really big things, I just hate the idea of, like, oh, I have to be doing this from, like, this time to this time. Because it always ends up taking me longer. And so I'm just like, you know, if I can just work on this from this time and maybe whenever, I'm not going to beat myself up over it if I don't really get as much done as I want. But one thing is also I think it's hard to take care of yourself if you like actively have tests going on like during final season everyone's like dying so you know if you are not sleeping regularly and you're trying to study at least like make sure that after your test you like take care of yourself and you get enough sleep and then you like eat well and you like celebrate yeah um I guess another thing is like keep your like area clean Because I have a really bad habit of when I have a test coming up, especially during the LSAT, my room would get so messy and I would get really overwhelmed with how messy it was because a mess stresses me out. So like keep your area clean so that's one thing that you don't have to worry about. And one thing that like helps me is to fix my bed first thing in the morning so that like, and that became part of my routine so that I could come back to a fixed bed at night. And that's just, like, something that it takes two seconds and can honestly make a change. Yeah, it probably was made a lot better to see a nice, cozy bed when you would come back. Yeah. And, like, sometimes it can get annoying and... Mm-hmm. I'll like stop for a few weeks and then get back to it but 
it like genuinely makes me feel better when I have a clean room. Like right now my room is so messy and probably after we're done recording this episode, I'll clean it up. And washing your dishes makes you feel good. Um, I say this because sometimes, you know, if you live by yourself, you just leave the dishes and then you come back and there's a monster of dishes. But like even using your dishwasher, I discovered the power of a dishwasher. Um, and the sound is really calming of a dishwasher. So, like, if you're the kind of person that likes background noises, like, you could look up, like, dishwasher noise or, like, what? rain or, like, laundry machine. Like, I don't know. I, like, when I first used my dishwasher, I was just, like, I was studying and I was sitting in my living room. And I was like, this is so nice. Like, this sounds so homey. And I really liked it. And so then I looked up, like, dishwasher noises and laundry machine noises on Spotify. Oh, my God. What? Yeah. Background noise. Hmm. Yeah. Or, like, they even have, like, coffee shop noises, you know? I feel like I'm revealing some weird things about myself, and I don't like it. <laughs> I can get I, I can get behind the coffee shop noises, but the dishwasher noise, not sure how I feel about that one. I don't know. I think it was maybe just a mixture of also the day was really gloomy and it just like made a nice like normal sound. It was like a rhythm and it was like a calming noise to have on in the background. Like it wasn't just dead silent. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. If you're not into dishwasher noises, feel free to listen to something else. <laughs> Oh, that reminds me. I have some friends that really like to listen to, like, meditation and ASMR before they go to sleep. I'm not an ASMR person myself because I don't like the idea of someone whispering into my ear. <laughs> um, but I think that's really helpful. I know there's a ton of, like, free meditation apps and, like, mindfulness apps that are on the market. Um, I think – I don't know if Headspace is free, but I've heard about that one a lot. So, like, I think you could also find videos on, like, YouTube of, like, calming ASMR or meditation guide before you go to sleep. And um, I feel like that helps a lot of people. So, I might try that. There's this app, um, Sanvelo. It used to be called Pacifica, but it got changed to Sanvelo. Um, and I used it religiously in high school. Uh, it you can like track your feelings there, and also there are a lot of meditations. So there's one to help you relax your body, one to like calm your breathing, and then there's a, like rain sounds, beach sounds, white noise, things like that. And I really liked that to help me sleep. Um, now I don't use that app as much, but I will listen to podcasts when I'm trying to sleep. So there's do you one. listen? Too, you're so rude to go to sleep? No. Okay. So my voice isn't calming enough for you? No, not even a little bit. But I do listen to this podcast called Sleep With Me, and there's this guy who's just like... I was uh, asking you to sleep with him? No. Honestly, I don't know what he talks about because I end up falling asleep 10 minutes after I start because he has such, like, a boring, calming voice that I just end up falling asleep. So, yeah, I have no idea what he actually talks about. <laughs> um, and then I'll, like, listen to bedtime stories. They're, like, 
kids' bedtime stories podcasts, but it still helps to put me to sleep. I think last time last time I used it, I listened to um, a story about, like, a bunny, but I don't remember. Oh, my God. That thing about the guy was the most backhanded compliment I've ever heard. He has the most <laughs> boring voice that I just fall asleep. Like, I guess that's the intention of his podcast, but it's still kind of like, hmm. Um, I mean, he even says in his podcast, like, I have a really boring voice for you to fall asleep to. I guess, you know, find your strengths. But um, the rain sounds, I remember junior year of high school. So I'm scared of thunderstorms, but not rain, like just rain without the sounds. And so I would listen to rain or rain on tin roof. Oh, rain on tin roof, you guys. Look that up. You can look it up on YouTube. You'll probably find it on Spotify. You'll probably find it on that app that Kav was mentioning. Rain on Tin Roof is a very delicious sound. I hate that you're (laughs) describing it as delicious. It's such a delicious sound. You'll fall asleep. It's great. But what you said about the children's books is another thing I guess I'll reveal about myself. And if you're like, if you're like in my family, you probably already know this, but I feel like you probably already know this too. But when I'm, like, sad, I watch children's cartoons, so I usually watch Arthur episodes to make myself feel better. I do know that. And that's and that's why I, like, know, like, every episode of Arthur ever. Don't you also watch them after you watch something scary? Yeah. But I mostly, like, if I watch something scary, I try, I watch something, like, instantly cute that takes my <laughs> mind off it, like, maybe, like, a cat or something. But, yeah, if I'm, like, not feeling great, I go back to watching Arthur and Dragon Tales occasionally, but Arthur's my go-to. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. Really funny. I don't know. Sometimes you just need to go back to a, a time where things were less stressful and just, you know, enjoying. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Do you have anything else in terms of self-care and how to, like, take care of yourselves in this hard time? Um, probably not. I think it looks different for everyone, but hopefully some of the things we said, um, if you haven't already tried them, you could try out and see. Um, and of course, like, reaching out for professional help is really important, um, if you're not able to manage some things on your own, there's nothing wrong with that. And so if any of you guys are listening and you feel like you're struggling more um, than ways that you could specifically like yourself do something about, please make sure to reach out to the appropriate resources. Yeah, we'll drop some links in the description for places that you can get some help. And mm-hmm. uh, like, it's never too late to get help. Therapy is great and try to do things that help you and help your environment and help you grow. Mm-hmm. Um, there is one thing that I, like, it's not that I'm hesitant to recommend, but because it's just, like, it might help some people, it might not. So there is a, I think it's also an app and it's a website. It's called Seven Cups, and I know about it because I am a listener on there um and like I don't really I I like I'm not very active on there as much because I don't have that kind of time right now but basically if you go on seven cups it's like an anonymous place and you can like kind of just vent to these like listener people about like 
your emotions and stuff. The thing is, like, they, if you need advice, they can't give advice. Like, our whole thing is just, like, active listening and kind of trying to help you work through stuff. And I know that I think it's helped a lot of people um, specifically that are kind of trying to work through their thoughts during COVID. So if that's something, like, if you just need someone to listen to you um, and just to kind of, like, get stuff off your chest rather than needing, like, advice, that might be something that you could try out. Yeah, I think that's a great idea, especially like like Sam, you were saying you are more prone to talking to somebody who is an objective figure. So if that's something that you also need, I feel like that's a website that would help. Wait, are you directing this to me? No, no, no. I was just saying that like you personally want some want to talk to somebody who's objective so if one of our listeners feels that way too that's a website they could use oh yeah definitely and I think that's another thing is like even having listened to people in the past it's like listen I guess in quotes because it's really just typing um it's like it's helped me also like if I'm like listening to how someone else is like working through their problems and stuff it, it helps put into perspective for me too like oh I guess like this is a great way to like look at it because sometimes it's easier like I said to like direct someone else rather than like apply that to yourself does that make sense yeah absolutely like I will give advice but I'm really bad at taking my own right so that's just one thing I wanted to throw out there at the end because I just remembered it um so if it helps anyone definitely do that um just also remember that Kav and I are rooting for all of you we don't know you or as few of you there are, but we love our listeners, all two of them. <laughs> I think we're up, at one point we were up to like a solid 40 avid listeners, but that's only because the episode of Shree came out and he really like gave us those listeners, but now we're back to 10. <laughs> I love how we're name dropping him in every episode in hopes that he'll just come back to the podcast. <laughs> One of these days, one of these days he'll listen and then he'll be like, oh. He has much better things to do with his time, but I love him so much and I hope that he comes back one day and is like, you I guys do don't too. suck that much. It sounds, it sounds like we're talking about our long lost son. Like, oh, we love him so much. We hope he comes back home one day. Yeah, no, just a DJ that we love so much yeah he's got he's got a real job and a real life so yeah he's busy he's way too good for us has not time has has not time has no time for us well with that um i think that makes the end of the episode i hope that everyone enjoyed listening be sure to give us a follow um a on the website or app that you're listening to us on. So Spotify, Apple Podcasts. What else is there that they can find us on Anchor? Yes. Um, but not other- SoundCloud. I, I'm hoping that someone from SoundCloud is listening to this and that they, they just let us post for free. But until that day, you won't find us on SoundCloud. Um, but then also, B, give us a follow on all of our social media. So Instagram, the website, the do we have a Facebook? We have a Twitter. A Twitter. They're all at You're So Rude Pod. No punctuation. All in English. If you'd like me to spell it out for you, here you go. Y O U R E S O R U D E P E O G. I'm really good at spelling. Um, 
but yeah, please give us a follow and take care of yourself. Thank you so much for listening. Cobb, do you have anything else to add? Um, check out our website. It's you're so rude pod dot wixsite dot com slash y s r p. Yeah, and we'll put it in the the thing. The description. Yes. All right. Um, well, that's all we have for you guys today. Thanks for listening, and we will catch you on the next one. Bye. Bye.